All right. Hello. Welcome. <coughs> Bienvenue. Konnichiwa. Ni hao. Ni hao, Jumbo. Marhaba. Marhaba. It's time for another bar race, isn't it? What's yeah. the date? I don't usually do any intro, do I? I don't say the date. Usually one of you two starts rambling. Uh, episode 297. 297 on the 24th of September. No, we don't normally do this bit because it's a barn raising. I know, yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit of a weird hybrid. What are you doing? Fucking fiddling with yourself there. Just putting my watch in my pocket. All right, okay. All right. Pleased to see you. Yeah, looks it. Mm. Like a, a Ken doll. We should, uh, we should say that this is something we do every month, end every month, isn't it? We go yeah. back to basics, how we started. Just bullshitting. With no... Uh, oh, that's not what we do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. No, uh, no guest or uh, news or clips or anything. That's how we started, yeah. wasn't it? It was, yeah. There's three of us in the room. Get us a tiny bit close. Just pull that mic a tiny bit. The towards... All right. Well, the whole thing not moving now. Well... Oh, for fuck's sake. We like probably this. should have done this before. It's not even a fist away. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. It's probably my vision is fucked. Your vision? Yeah, my vision. I can't uh, probably perceive the you're, depth. You're a fist and a half away. Uh-uh. Nice. I'm uh, two fingers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got two fingers in a dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is so, something we do every month, isn't it? At the end of the month. It's the lunar cycle, is it? Is it? I think so, is yeah. Is this our, uh, what do you call it, our sacrifice to the Queen of Heaven, Gaia? <laughs> the Tawatha de Dutan. If you say so, I thought it was the, just uh, shits and giggles. What's she called? Minjita, is it? The woman who's got her legs like that. Shout out the earth. Shout out the earth. Gave birth to the cosmic egg. Right. It's that famous symbol, isn't there? That's on loads of like, like Neolithic pottery. And it's like a oh. woman with her, her legs splayed. There's a name for it, isn't it? Uh, mm. Yeah, but I don't know what it is. No, I don't know why. It we seems got onto to be that. quite a like a pot-bellied. <laughs> I see, yeah. Woman with like thick. You would say these days with a C. Yeah, two C's instead of a K. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think she's definitely bigger than two C's. Yeah, she would be like an F, I an would say. An F cup. F cup. Um, but not very retruse. Gosh, what does that even mean? What word's that? Oh, it was a subreddit Reddit I found. Rotruce. Retruce. Ratruce. Is this French? Ratruce. Maybe. <laughs> Petit. Yeah. Petit retruce. Le Grand. I don't know what it was just some pictures of some boobs, so I clicked on it. Yeah, basically. even if they were Neolithic. Yeah. Boobs are boobs, aren't they? Boobs is boobs. Yeah, even if they're like, you know, Neolithic pottery or stone even. Do you know where? Uh, it's funny we're watching. I made my youngest watch uh, Temple of Doom just for character building. And, uh, Your youngest? Yeah, yeah. Wow. The only time he got freaked out was when Moran pulled the guy's heart out. <laughs> And uh, held it aloft. Because yeah, that's a really graphic scene, that. I hate it. Yeah, that used to scare me, that bit. There was a BBC edited cut that didn't have it in. It was oh. slightly edited. You saw him put his hand to the chest mm. and start to turn. Mm. And then that was it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, you see the hand actually go into the chest. 
Yeah, you see, you're, you're used to the, 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 yeah. like, the daytime version. Mm. The actual, if you go and watch it on Disney, I guess it's on now. Mm. The actual hand, his hand goes into the chest, a rubber chest, and he pulls the heart out, and then it catches fire. I remember the... I can, I, I, remember this. Yeah, the vivid, you know, like his fingers pressing into his chest. and thinking. That. Yeah, and then he starts to turn like he's carving his chest. Yeah. And then it just goes, whoop, slips in. Wow. Yeah, and me, an eight-year-old, he was like four feet from the TV. <laughs> and he turned around and went, looked at me like that, like he was shocked, which I guess he was. Could but, he... Could he did you have the capacity to watch that all the way through then? Oh, yeah, he loved it. Yeah, he watched it all the way through. Yeah. It took him a bit to get into it because, you know, the first bit's slightly slow, isn't it? The sort of scene in Jumping the restaurant. Jumping out of an aeroplane in there. Oh, that's after that. Oh, right. It's the restaurant scene it starts with, doesn't it? Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want, Mr. Bond? <laughs> <laughs> the, the antidote! <laughs> it's yeah. all that shit. Which mm. isn't very uh, not well. It is action packed because it's like a big it, machine gun shootout. Then, yeah. Isn't it? But it's the first. It, it starts with a musical number, doesn't it? Mm. it? Starts with a musical number, and then there's some dialogue. So it takes a good seven minutes <laughs> before someone gets shot or whipped, aka or by a snake. Uh, seven or oh, maybe fourteen YouTube kids videos. What's fourteen? Sorry, seven minutes. Seven. Oh, right. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next, you know the pros. They always make the videos like between like twelve and fourteen minutes, don't they? Yes. You know it's this. Mm. The people are you know like Nurse Gladys, Nurse Gladys Emmanuel, Mr. Beast. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah. Who's he? CDC. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Uh, National Institutes of Health. Not called that anymore. And I it is. National, oh, is it that? I yeah, I thought it was the Health Security Agency. Oh, no, yeah, over place. here. No, uh, oh. NIH is Fauci's right. outfit. It's okay. in the States. Outfit. Yeah, we, we used to have Public Health England, and now we have the UK Health Security Agency. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they get issued with handguns? <coughs> I wonder if they get um, issued with heart attack guns. Like they used uh, oh, in the yeah. JFK era. Mm. Can't remember how they worked, but yeah, health security agency. It's weird, isn't it? And how many God. people got popped with a by the CIA with a heart attack gun? Who knows? Because um, that would be classified, would it not? Yeah, or redacted. Yeah, redacted, redacted. Mm. Yeah, there's all sorts of shenanigans goes on, isn't there? Mm. I've just finished that book on uh, MH370. Put it in the, you know. Yeah, I watched it. I, w- I watched a, a, a documentary. It's called The Disappearing Act by Florence de Changer. Yeah, she was one of the people in the documentary. What was the outcome of the documentary? Was there an outcome? Oh, there was loads, just loads of competing theories. So, like, it started yeah. off, um, the ones I can remember, maybe, is probably a better way of doing it. So, there was something about there being a huge... Um, this is the Malaysian flight MH370 yeah. that crashed in 2014. Well, disappeared in 2014. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember if it was an Australian base or an American base, somewhere in Vietnam or it's Asia. Diego Garcia. Is that what it is? It's a secret American base. And there was 
this theory around what the planes with the big satellite dish on called? AWACS. The AWACS. And there was two in the area, and they said that they could have made it disappear and shot shoot it down because there was this thing about China transporting something on the plane. There was uh, anomalies in the cargo yeah. register, wasn't there, what they were supposed to be carrying? What was yeah. it? Two and a half tons of mangsteens, which yeah. were out of season. Mm. Um, I think the, the uh, hint that I got in the book is that this airport is like a hub for smuggling. Right. So okay. uh, mangosteens is often something that's, that's used as a decoy for... Uh, what Did they talk about the lithium batteries? It was about batteries. And, Two and a yeah. half tons of lithium batteries on board. From, uh, Motorola. Right. <laughs> Going from Kuala Lumpur. So MH370. Yeah. Um, it was a Malaysian Airways flight from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing. Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. Capital of Malaysia to Beijing. Yeah. And it was on the evening of the 7th of March, 7th to the 8th of March. I think it left at like 10 to midnight, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one knows what happened to it. No, and still to this day. The um, the author of, the, of this book that I read, she's a mainstream journal, works for Le Monde, mm-hmm. a French newspaper. Yeah. And uh, she started out, she spent six years, I think, maybe more, mm. researching the story because she was, um, I think she was based in Beijing at the time. Right. Of the event. And... Uh, she goes by sort of Occam's razor. I'm going to try mm. and find the most realistic response, uh, realistic explanation for the disappearance of the flight. Mm. And her conclusion is the official story is absolute horseshit. Right. There's, n- it's. Uh, she says it's not incredible. It's just not credible. Mm. Um. So, yeah, massive cover up. Uh, the reason is, you know, the question is why. And she, the book is fantastic. Right. The mad detail in it. Mm. I won't spoil what her conclusion is, mm. what she thinks happened. But again, she goes through all the the different ones. She, she talks about the AWACS. She, did, uh, she talks about the military exercise that was mm. happening at the same time um, back with uh, the US, Thailand and Japan, I think. Mm. They, were, they do an annual... Uh, like war game exercise type of thing at that time of year, mm. every year. So she raises that. She talks about the problems with the evidence, that the positive evidence that supports the official story. Mm. So parts that claim to have been found in Madagascar and on the west coast of Africa, um, conveniently with like ID plates missing. Mm. Um, there's just so much wrong with the story, the official story. The official story is right. The plane goes up, mm-hmm. and just as it's leaving Malaysian airspace and going into Thailand's airspace, the uh, pilot goes suicidal, or he plans <laughs> is that it. What the, is that what they're still saying? That's the official story. It is because um, it, it ve- according to them, it veers sharply to the west and then the south, yeah. and according to them. It lands in the, it disappears in the Indian Ocean, mm. the Southern Indian Ocean, mm. and Australia. I think, I think the the search operation was two hundred million dollars in total. They did it for a while, ages, didn't they? Four years, <laughs> I think. Looking in this particular patch of the Indian Ocean, right? And you know, the outcome of the book is that it's in the South China Sea, 
Oh. And uh, there's a good reason why it ended up in the South China Sea. It's totally geopolitical. Mm. Um, if you like Game of Thrones, it's like that. Um, it, it was to cover up, I won't spoil it, but the outcome is it was to cover up a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, different countries were working together to save face. And it's directly related to the downed Malaysian flight, same model, Boeing Triple Seven. Too much of a coincidence, that isn't it? So uh, MH370 went down in March, beginning mm. of March, and I think it was in July that Malaysian flight's MH17 was hit by a missile over the Ukraine, mm-hmm. and there was a whole hubbub at the time because oh, it's a it's a book, was it a Russian book missile, something like that, or a tub? And uh, who's responsible? This is when Crimea and Ru- um, Russia and Ukraine really kicked off. Yeah. 2014, there was the uh, all this Donbass region started really kicking off and being a total, and so that was pinned on that war. But the conclusion of the book is those two uh, two events could be tied together. That could have been payback. Mm. All Europeans on that flight. It was a flight from Amsterdam to somewhere in Italy. I think somewhere I can't remember. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, really fascinating book. A good book for your normie friends. <laughs> like people who just believe everything that's on the BBC. And when you realise how much fuckery, you know, she makes a convincing argument, a mainstream journal. Mm-hmm. And you'll read the book and you'll you'll have zero credibility for the official story. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a question of, well, what did happen? Which is the most likely of the opposing hypotheses? Mm. You know, it's wild. Yeah. You get you can get a lot more they can fit more into a book than a documentary, can't they? You think if a documentary is an hour long. Yeah, I think it was only like maybe maximum five episodes of an hour. Yeah. You just don't get that depth there that you get from a book. No, and it was a lot of it quite rightly was about, you know, people on board. Lots to do with the pilot actually. And the yeah. thing about they made a big deal of a simula- simulator. Yeah, the simulator and it just stopping in the middle of the ocean or something. But they all said that there's just no way that he would have done it. Basically, the flight simulator won't run unless you enter an uh, an exit destination. Right. Okay. And it won't run if you don't select an airport. Right. So that him plotting a course. Mm-hmm. Why would you? Why, if you're going to ditch it any in the Indian Ocean, why would you plot a course and practice it? Mm. And uh, it won't let you. It won't let you run the simulator if you don't choose a, an airport as your destination. So that was that was part of the cover up, part of the bogus thing. That's what they always do: blame the pilot. Mm-hmm. Easiest place to easiest, easiest person to to blame. You know, think what think of the implications if it's a component failure. Mm. Okay, right, we need to down every Boeing 777 in the world now and investigate this fault, recall them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen often. Cheaper just to blame. Oh, he's gone loco. Gone loco. Oh, look what we found on his computer at home. Yeah, all right. It's like uh, the way they went after people who were whistleblowers as well. Oh, and uh, for this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they'll kill people. Mm-hmm. If it's serious enough, if the stakes are that high, they've they've no qualms with uh, just killing people who are you know in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. But um, 
Anyway, it's not very cheery, is it? <laughs> Did you hear about uh, house prices this week on my street? No. House prices went up 5% on Friday on our street. Like that, we in an hour. How, how do you know that? How, uh, how did it happen? Well, no, how do you... Oh, no, here we go. Is there a, is there a joke coming? I washed my van. <laughs> I washed my van, folks. Why? Are you selling it? <laughs> <laughs> Second one? <coughs> no, it's just got another five years reprieve off... off uh, five sl- years? Slumdog billionaire. Come on. These old cars, the five years. Oh, is that hap- is it, have they got pushed it back to twenty thirty five? Yeah. Is it just diesel or petrol, petrol and diesels? Thank God for that. I thought I've read something. It's never going to happen, is it? No, it's never going to happen because it, yeah, it's, it they've realised that the grid can't take it, and everybody <laughs> lives in well, a lot of people live in terraced houses with no off street parking. Yeah, oh, I've got my. Um, Yearly annual surveillance visit from the trade body tomorrow, so I thought I'd better clean it. Oh, right, I see. Better wash it. Give it Did some you love. open the passenger drawer and just let all the <laughs> trash fall out? I've only done outside. I'll <laughs> <laughs> clink from cab out. There's just like, <laughs> in your footwell, two, two leg holes down to the pedals. <laughs> All set with fag ash and <laughs> plaster dust. Styrofoam <coughs> uh, yeah, cups everywhere. Yeah. A screwdriver here, a screw there. <laughs> Old burnt out circuit breakers. <laughs> no, I didn't do the the uh, the inside, just the outside. Right. Okay. I thought I thought I'd do it. It was it was dry. Yeah. And they were calling for rain later. I thought I should do it really. So I googled. Can I? What can I use to wash a car? Because <laughs> um, last time I used shampoo. Yeah, that's what my wife always says. Shampoo. Yeah, but I don't think you're meant to. Oh, right. okay. Because I've uh, heard it's not dish. You're not supposed to use dish. Yeah, like fairy liquid. Washing up liquid. Yeah. You're meant to use. Yeah. And uh, Helen would know all this, wouldn't she? Probably. Um, yeah, washing up liquid. You can't you? You shouldn't use. All these things you can use in a pinch, you know. <laughs> you can use all these things in a pinch. I'm pretty sure you can use them because you've washed your van twice in ten years. Um, hand soap, hand soap. I was going to go for hand soap, and then you know, I've been, you know, I've been cleaning up in the garage no. a little bit. I've got some extra shelves and stuff, so I was sorting through. I thought, do you know what? I remember seeing a tub of like car, car soap yeah. somewhere. So I had a route, and I found it. From 2006. It's from previous owner. Yeah. <laughs> of the house. <laughs> it came with the house. Okay. We got left. He left us all sorts of shit in the garage, like weed killer and turps. And, That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they were moving to like a granny flat or something where they'd have maybe. no garden. Yeah. So I thought maybe that's what he said. Because <clears throat> he didn't have a car as well. We got left uh, a lovely dustpan, metal one. You don't get them oh, anymore, do you? I do. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a tradesman. Yeah, tradie. And uh, a lovely uh, brush, soft brush. Still mm. got it. Mm. Don't make them like that do anymore. You put, is, do you put the handle up your bum and pretend you're a pony? Pretend you're a pony. You're not on the fucking building no, site now. <laughs> <laughs> this 
is what it's like working on a building set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know all, all of your jokes come from the building set. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, dear. I don't know what guys uh, find attractive about a woman with a tail. What the fuck are we talking about? Where have we gone? I'm going to have to clip that next week. Oh, fuck. You know, the the girls who get a dildo and shove it up their bum and it's got a tail on it. Oh, right. You must have seen that. I've never seen one of those. I don't see the attraction. It's like it would be in the way. You'd have to lift it up like like the... Is it not like a fairy thing? (laughs) Oh, it could be. Yeah, and it's like a real... Is it uh, a fairy offshoot? A furry offshoot. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see the attraction. No. With, uh, a tail. <laughs> Just can't wear one, it, you'd think. Lift it up, I suppose. I wouldn't mind having one. A tail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you think, do you think it'd be handy? For, like, balance and stuff? No, I, I, my balance is impeccable. Oh, well, it's not... Uh, I'm sure it's... Uh, I nearly fell off the stairs today. <laughs> <laughs> fell off the stairs? Yeah. What, died. like over the banister? What the fuck were you doing? Were you trying to slide down the banister like you were 15 again? Well, you can't do that. You used to be able to do that at my mum and dad's. We can't right. do it to this one because of the null post at the end. like goes above about four inches, five inches above the... Uh, the yeah, the last, the end of the and banister. it's got like a square thing on top. Yeah, you just, you just style it out. Yeah, you have to try. It. You have to. You have to stop and dismount. <laughs> you, you can't. What you're saying is, you can't slide off onto the floor. You can't slide down the banister onto the floor because the nil post is going to hit you in the balls. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, like, um, our house, my mum and dad's house, that had a nil post, but mm. I still used to slide down the stairs on the banister and just ah. stop, just stop yourself just before and hook, yeah. hook the leg, <laughs> and you, you know. Can't even style out the jump, the landing. Yeah, I think I probably a Spider-Man pose at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened, didn't you? No, I was uh, stripping wallpaper oh, with a razor blade. Oh, one what a razor blade! Well, you know those really sharp ones on a long stick. Oh, you ever seen those yeah, ones? Scraper. It's called, a scra- it's called a scraper. Well, that's a scraper. Yeah. The little one, the handheld. This one's a double-handed. Mm. Oh, I wasn't doing that, actually. What I was doing was, before that, I was taking the picture rail off. Mm. And I had the claw hammer, or maybe the chisel behind it or something. Right. And I, was, and I was prying it off. And this particular, I didn't know, this particular piece of picture rail. <laughs> oh, mate. Is it not better this way? Oh, no. ow. Um, this particular... Piece of picture rail um, had been eaten by woodworm. So put the thing in the chisel, uh, or maybe the claw, the claw hammer, <gasps> popped it up like that, right? And it just fell to bits of sawdust and it fell back. Like oh gosh, because it went all at once. Yes, it oh. snapped instead of yeah. I thought it was just going to you know go along and right. pop it out. Cause yes. It's not you. You're, you're not using your claw hammer correctly. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, you know what you have to do. You've got to, you've got to sort of go. <laughs> <laughs> <When> you... 
you have to growl when you're using your claw hammers. Yeah, claw hammers. See, you got to this, this is um, pass for tradey banter. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I am. <laughs> Me. Yeah, so I nearly died. So, um, but uh, you know, my impeccable balance, um, my in- incredible core strength. Mm. Help me, uh, I could just go back up on one leg. Very good. Lucky. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. So I found, like, the 20-year-old car <laughs> shampoo. Yeah. And it said 45 capsules. Okay. I went and found a bucket. Did you do six just to... I did uh, five. It said four, and I did five. Right, okay. Uh, I found a bucket, cleaned clean that out in the shed. And then uh, I found a few different brushing, like, brush implements. Okay. But I instead opted for a microfiber cloth. Nice. Because uh, you've got to look after it, haven't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I washed it. Uh, I got um, hot water and uh, my cloth. And I sort of did one pass. Yeah. Got back to the back again and thought, fuck, it still looks filthy. So it was it was a good hour, I reckon, to get it clean. And it's actually clean, other than the wheels. Have you, all, have oh. you, got, have you got all the green stuff off it? Then? All the, like, m- m- algae... Mold, all the green shit's gone. Right, okay. Yeah, you can see all frigging uh, chips in it now. Though. Yeah, that's the issue. Gosh, there's so many like gravel chips in it on mm-hmm. the bonnets, just covered in them. Oh, my bloody Autobot insignia fell off. When I cleaned it, when I cleaned the front of the van, <laughs> I've got like an Autobot silver. I ripped the Nissan badge off and put Obviously. this, and put an Autobot badge on there. And uh, I also cleaned it; it just fell off. No. So I've got some really good double-sided Velcro somewhere in the front of the garage, which is how I did it the first time. It lasted like 10 years, so... Oh, right, okay. So I'll do that again. Yeah. I need to do that. Mm. And yeah, I've got that on the front, and then I've got a big red Autobot decal on the bonnet on the... Yes. So that people see me coming. <laughs> and they, won't, they won't give me any shit if they know I'm one of good guys, will they? An Autobot. <laughs> Imagine what you, what your van would transform into. A banana cleaner. <laughs> I don't know. What would it transform into? Transform? <laughs> oh, God. Where are we going? <laughs> the Transformer agenda. You'd probably, like, transform into... <coughs> the rolling like, machine. The Autobot Tramp or something. <laughs> the Autobot Hobo. Optimus Vagrant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Are you going to tell us about when you were a victim of fraud? Oh, fuck. I can't be asked for that now. <laughs> is it yesterday's news? Took, uh, took Zeus to Black Bull last night. Is he allowed in? Yeah, they've made it dog-friendly. That's my local pub around the corner of the Black Bull. It, it was shut for months. Last year, was it? Shut for about three or four months, and they were making it more dog-friendly. So we went in. You go in and you turn left, and that's basically uh, dog. the dog area. Dog area. And they've got a doggy station like oh, a, right, where okay. it's got like a decanter for water for your bowl right. and a treat jar. Right, okay. And, uh, did he eat all of the treats and the bowl? <laughs> he didn't. No, just the treats. And he had some chips that fell on the floor. <laughs> and uh, that was it. He was very good. He was well behaved, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he, he barked and cried once when uh, my missus was coming back from the toilet. He saw her coming in and go, oh, oh, pencil out. He had his pencil out the whole time. His lipstick, I mean, nice pencil. 
It's lipstick out the entire time, apparently. What a perv. <laughs> no. Dirty dog. I don't know who he was... Oh, my gosh. There's, like, a young couple who came and sat on the next table. And uh, he was very interested in her. Like, a couple of times he pulled to go and... Well, shack her, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we went to... They're talking about meals out. We had a meal out yesterday. Mm-hmm. But we went to... Um, Ruby Hall Village. Oh, you said you were going there in the afternoon. Mm. Right. And um, we went. I didn't know, but they've got like a, you know, one of those shitty little zoos. Yeah. I didn't know they had one, though. Yeah, it's pretty bleak in there. Um, Got like birds, nice looking birds. Pigeons, seagulls. (laughs) Raven. What have they got? They had porcupines. Right. Um, They had some kind of crocodile or alligator. What? Yeah. In like really a really small enclosure. Was it a really small crocodile though? Uh, It was probably five foot. Wow. Maybe. Um, Maybe a bit, I don't know. Um, and then there was... And you could pet that? <laughs> yeah, through the glass. <laughs> um, they had the leaf cutter ants. Oh. But this is the thing. Shit. <clears throat> You'd be fucked if you went there. If you're a normal height like me, like average height, you can duck under. So the, I don't know if you've been places. Have you ever seen leaf cutter, like leaf cutter ant <coughs> uh, displays in places you've been? No, I can't say I've... This is like a, a common, like a leaf cutter around aficionado. Uh, and it's probably like the third display I've seen. Right. And they all do the same thing where they put a piece of rope. Oh, yeah, I've seen one now. Yeah. I know what you mean. Right, so I'll carry on. And Sorry. it goes from the nest right round, you know, the room or whatever. Yeah. And we just walked in. Oh, look, there's a tank there. What's that got in it? Mm. I can't see anything. Oh, it's some leaf cutter ants, and then you look up, and there's a rope. Yeah, and it's about everywhere. it's about three inches above my head. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife is the same height as me, but had like a bun, mm. so it's like a half an inch away from getting a leaf cutter ant in her hair, basically. Wow. And every time we went through there three times, and every time we nearly walked into this rope, basically. The best bit for me, though. I have to say, was the bats. They have bats just flying around in a room. Wow! Going. Were they were they trying to find were they trying to find coronaviruses from them? <laughs> I didn't even cross my mind that. Fuck! <laughs> I might have patient, it. Patient zero. I, I've been ill again. They were they were just uh, there was just shit everywhere. You could see. It, yes. You know, well, guano. Uh, guano. Yes. That's, well, that's where they they collect the guano, don't they, for the viruses. I think. But go on. And, um, yeah, that was quite nice. But when we originally went in, uh, my wife went first. She went in and she just felt something. Those those bats are behind. There's like, because when you went in, there was like this green light and there was like a little round wall, like a, a foot high. And it looked like they were in 
this thing just flying around. Right. And she went, and then she came in, the kids came in. And then the other thing that was mitigated again at that point was there was two, there was a woman doing a talk. You can pay extra for a, an experience. And they were, must have been having an experience of... Um, having a woman talking to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, like feeding the bats. They had two sticks, so the bats were like landing on the sticks and, and licking them or whatever. And then um, they were flying around the room, basically. And then she, the, the kids were like clinging to us. <laughs> Can we go now? Can we go now? It stank of shit as well. Yeah. Place. Um, and we just walked through. So that was my favourite bit. And then I went back in by myself. Um, and they were a little bit more frisky then. Really? Because they weren't being fed, you know. They weren't being distracted by the food. Were they fruit bats? <coughs> I don't know what they were. They're quite big, I think, fruit bats. Probably about, I think some of them were about that big. Maybe. Yeah. Probably the biggest ones were about that big and there were some smaller ones. We see them all the time here. At yeah. dusk, they fly in between all the houses around here. And they, mm. They'll shoot up one driveway and then turn around and back up another driveway. And right, okay. See them all the time. When just as it's starting to go dark. And I always grab the kids. We saw a Starlink last night as well. Oh, did you? I, th- well, I presume it was a Starlink. It was very bright. No, it was definitely Starlink because it was so bright for right. a satellite. Okay. It was like a planet. Oh. Like okay. a moving planet. Okay. So I'm guessing it had to have been a Starlink sat. Right. Yeah. So I shout for kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> satellite. Satellite. Uh. Not bothered. Not yeah. Bothered. Cool. Impressive. We're back inside. <laughs> Impressive, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole place, uh, the whole place, the whole pain suit had just smell of shit. And that's my youngest son has a thing about smells. Um, I think he's got some like sensory stuff going on. And um, superhero. <laughs> no, he just he just he's very sensitive to noises and smells. Basically, yeah, I think. that's like and a super, that's like a superpower. Well, yeah, maybe. It's like Daredevil. <laughs> well, he's not blind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Best of both worlds. Um, but all the way around, he's got. can we go home now? Can oh. we go now? He smells, what's that smell? What's this smell? And the whole place just smelled, yeah. But the other thing that we did was we missed, um, what kind of monkey was it? Some kind of monkey. Arctic? I think it was the one, the one that <laughs> had... Uh, <laughs> Straight over my head, that one. <coughs> it just wasn't funny. Um, the uh, the one that Ross had on his shoulder. Right. Those monkeys. Yeah, uh, a capuchin, is it? Squirrel monkey. Right. That was what it was. Maybe it wasn't Ross's. And there was uh, mealworms everywhere outside the enclosure. So we got to pick them up and feed them to the monkeys. Did you try one? No. No. I think you can eat me what me worm, can't you? Probably. Don't yeah. they eat in that dad den in the jungle? <laughs> People eat maggots, don't they? Put them under your tongue to get them warm or something. Oh god, that's gross. Yeah, have you ever heard about those stories about fishermen? Yeah, they put them under your tongue yeah. to warm them up. So they wriggle more or something. Do you think I wonder if fishing's a dying uh, pastime now? No. Are there, like, young fish, fishermen yeah. coming through? I think it's more of a, a working-class thing. We mm. are aspirational middle-class people. Is that right? Yeah. Lower, lower middle-class people. 
Look how clean my van is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. You're a middle class electrician. <laughs> I can all I only work for people who are middle class. Have I told you this before about my average customer's average age? No. I never work for anyone under forty. Right, okay. It's really rare. It's notable mm-hmm. if someone under forty rings me for a job. Because they don't own houses. I think that's part of it. Mm. Yeah. Less disposable income, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why it is. But it's it's rare that anyone under 40. Fucking hell. I, as, speaking of which, so it's a lad who's about 28. I need to do some work in his kitchen. Tried to get in this week. He said, uh, can we do it next month? I have no money. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, people who tend to, who I tend to work for tend to be retired right. in the main. I wonder if... Weird. Well, is that like... What kind of car does that guy have? This is always my first wondering about young people in terms of... He don't what, have one. Right. What does he do then? He works at the hospital. Right, okay. Yeah, or as how he gets to work, I don't know. Walks it or whatever. But I don't think he drives. Mm. Which is strange, isn't it? What is he, what, what's his job? Name him. <laughs> he goes, uh, he's, he works at the hospital, and he said, yeah, I'm in, uh, I said, I'm in procurement. I went, <laughs> face masks and all that, all that PPE shit you had to deal with. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that debacle. Did he not say Didn't half of it get, like, binned? Because it was unsuitable, the stuff we bought. Did he say, did did, he... Didn't they do like millions of pounds worth of contracts and then it turned out that, that it wasn't even suitable? Are you asking me that or are you asking him? I was asking you. I'm asking you. Yeah, of course. I'm not doing a bit. Hund- oh, yeah, I thought you were. Hundred- <laughs> hundreds of millions of it. Yeah. Pounds, yeah. Uh, Wasted. There's like containers full of stuff just dumped all over the country. My favourite one was the the guy, was it not Thingy's best mate? And he burnt like a, a, a million. Wancock. A million plastic tubes in his back garden or something. Wasn't it Hat Mancock's um, landlord? The landlord of his local pub, pub. he did a deal with, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. And he just had like, uh, yeah, it was like Mad Max, weren't it? Just bin bags of shit all over the property. Yeah. Premises. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The the amount of scamming that went on during that pandemic. Mm. It happened he, in the States as well. It happened everywhere. That thingy, uh, is she called... Michelle Mahoney. Yeah. Is that her name? She's a, Did she, she lose she's her a period? Peer. She's a peer. Did she not lose it, though, because of this? Because <laughs> of the scam? She was in, under investigation, I think. I don't know what uh, has come of it. She was kind of disgraced over it. Wasn't it? She had a company, or she was involved in a company that got a peer, like a £27 million mm. contract or something. God, just the amount of money that was swashing about. That's the thing, isn't it? When it's £500 billion, can't keep track of that, can you? No, no, no. It's billions in the states. It's billions that have been defrauded. I want to say seven billion or something daft like that. Or maybe that's in the UK. Probably maybe it's the UK. You would think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying UK. <laughs> I am. Yeah, that gosh. panic at the beginning. That was the thing, wasn't it? The respirator thing at the beginning when Dyson oh, was on it. Yeah, let's get McLaren. Yeah, ventilators, ventilators, ventilators. And then there was a Swedish chap. Who did? Uh, who put a message out saying, uh, "I think we maybe need to revise our ventilator protocols because it seems to just be killing everyone that we put on one." Mm. And they were calling for more and more of them, weren't they? We need. I remember um, Mayor of New York, Anthony 
who's left in disgrace for sexual harassment now. But um, he was like the the darling of the states. Yeah, he was in political speak. Mm. He was one of the most prominent leaders in the states. Who was on the telly? He loved it. Loved the limelight. Loved them nightly uh, press conferences. Mm. And uh, his brother is uh, an anchor at one of the major networks. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. there was a really um, awkward interview they did at one stage during the pandemic. You know, it's about his mum or something. Yeah, we played the clips. Yeah, we must have done Back it. in the dark days of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, so much money slashing around. Gosh, what a waste. Ugh. Try not to think about it. Mm. I uh, started seeing people in masks again. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, there was one in the one stop this week. Someone wearing a mask. And I want to say maybe at Little as well. Or somewhere, some other store I went in. There's a woman near me that uh, is all wears gloves. Yeah, but she's, I don't think she's ever stopped. Rather than what, like disposable gloves, like surgical gloves, like yeah, vinyl gloves. Maybe she's just a freak. <laughs> Maybe she's she's just finger banging day and night. Might be. She's got like a detached house, so she could be up to anything in there, couldn't she? Did she have a, a dildo ponytail? Um, well, she had a ponytail upstairs, but I don't know about downstairs. Oh. How old is she? <laughs> like 70 or so. Right. Something like that. People are still scared, aren't they? So They are ramping it up. There's no doubt about that. They're ramping it up a bit. So, you know, people would do things in order to make themselves feel safe, wouldn't they? Yeah. It's the fear is the big thing. Once, once you get that fear... Mm. Reaction, um, critical thinking just gets switched off. Mm-hmm. There must be this must be a well known. I've read tons of books about it, like propaganda books, like Jacques Ellul's propaganda and different. To know, there must be something behind that. Like, um, you know, something scientific that, that a fear incitation of fear interferes with critical thinking or logic parts of the brain or something. That's what they say. Yeah. They say, you know, it's, well, if, if, do, if it's all to do with your lizard brain, you know, stuff. Fight, flight, freeze. Yeah, so to do with your amygdala. <clears throat> well, that's what no agenda say. They say, we're here to shrink your amygdala. Yeah. By telling, you know, by deconstructing the news in a certain way. But that guy who refused to come on our, politely declined our podcast would disagree with that, say it's, it's based on faulty uh, research. Not very good research. Who the fuck's refused to come on this podcast? <laughs> Michael Scherdinger, MD. <coughs> that psychologist. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, sorry. He's a medical. He was, he was railing against a certain well-established, in, in quotes, yeah, hypothesis or theory, wasn't he? Well, no, it was, again, it was basically, it was his critical analysis of the body keeps the score. Which is a famous... So it's something... His first name, something Van der Kolk is his name. I can't remember his first name. Jean Claude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, he goes through the entire book and, and picks it apart and just says, "There's no, this is not an accurate reference. When you look at this, it doesn't even mention this. What he's talking about here, um, this. So basically, what his big thing is with trauma, everything is cross-sectional." 
you can't do sorry wasn't it sorry go on so everything's cross-sectional so you get people after they've had the trauma so you can't rule out a genetic basis for it the only thing that you that you can kind of get some data from is where they do these massive longitude well they do these longitudinal studies you know where they like seven up and all that kind of stuff but they actually do that in real life well you know a long-term study a longitudinal study yeah so you know you you follow a baby over decades yeah yeah. and you go and do the same interview with them basically (coughs) i think harvard does one still and they send out these questionnaires um about happiness i think um and they've done it since every year since like the 20s or something um yeah, so you, you you can't rule out genetics is what he's basically saying. And he's he basically is, is, is would say it's all to do with your genes. So you're born you're basically born in a way that means that you're more sensitive to PTSD or O C D or whatever. Um and that's why, you know, you're more you get these anxiety issues, basically it's nothing to do with I got the impression he was against the the sort of expansion of the DSM where all these sort of well, this is the this is the other thing. Conditions keep getting added, and we we seem to be diagnosing more and more people every year. He said so. The DSM, when it first came out, it wasn't supposed to be definitive. What was it stand for? DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. That's what all the psychology, yeah, practitioners. It's like their Bible, their regs book. Yeah. yeah. So there's that, and there's the ICD. I don't know. I think is that the international something of diagnosis, certification of diagnosis. I'm making that up. Yeah. Um, so there's the ICD-10 and the DSM. I think it's five. Yeah. Was it six now? We're on five. Five. So, but in the, yeah, so in the DSM though, you've got your major players, but there's all kinds of fucking stuff in there. You know, that's just nonsense. But what it is is to do with insurance. So. It was this kind of again. It's a, it's an unintended consequence of, of starting this. So there was no. So Jordan Peterson talks about this a little bit, or it kind of references it. And if you know what he's talking, oh, about. oh really? He does. Me hey, buckle. Um, and you know, so some people wouldn't say that certain disorders exist. Basically, that's the thing. So sometimes if you hear him talk, he says, well, if we can kind of agree there's some kind of symptoms that coalesce like around something you could call depression and some symptoms you could coalesce around something you call anxiety. Yeah. I can sympathise because it's so unquantifiable. Yeah. You know, it's not like doing a blood test or yeah. uh, measuring a heartbeat. Mm. You know, you can't put numbers to it. I mean, they have to because I guess a lot of it's based on survey questionnaire, that type of thing. And yeah. you're trying to score certain feelings. That's that kind of vibe. But it's mm. so it's so subjective. Well, this is the other thing as well. So, like, people will come and say, you know, oh, you know, it's a, it's a medical issue. My, my depression is a medical thing. So if I take antidepressants, I'll feel better. And some people do, uh, or quite a lot of people do. But who knows what's actually driving that difference? Is it is it just a... Um, I'm going blank on the what's it called a placebo you know I'm taking yeah. this pill and therefore I feel better because um, you know I believe in it 
I think a lot of things is, is basically that when it comes to like mental health. You've just got to believe in what you're doing. There's a big um, uproar about three or four months ago, wasn't there, about is it serotonin? And that the people saying that the, the theory that like serotonin affects your mood is based is a, based in sand and there's no because these antidepressants we give they tend to be SSRIs which is, yeah. stands for selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor I think mm-hmm. so like that's the theory you feel sad at one end of the scale or you're depressed and that is correlated directly to serotonin yeah. So if we change the relationship or the way serotonin is produced in the brain, mm. we affect the psychological outcome mm. of depression and make it better. And that whole um, relationship between serotonin and mood was was highly questioned. I thought it had been, you know, it's headlines, it was news, so it's sensationalised. But when it first came out, this study or whatever, people kicked off and said, that's it, all these SSRIs are a waste of time. Well, no, I mean, the thing is, is... Nobody knows. So it's put out there that it is, you know, there's this massive correlation between SSRIs and depression. And they're probably, uh, sorry, ser- lack of serotonin. But who knows what's driving that? You know, yeah. is it you? It, you know, if you probably just did a little bit more and had a little bit of a, you know, and developed some kind of interesting stuff or perhaps about what it is that you actually valued in life and you know aim for those values you would probably feel okay yeah i think the other thing is is like around the expectation of (laughs) so like when you were talking about you know things being added into the dsm or perhaps what i think is happening i think probably what other people would say is it's like that kind of idea of the of the i don't know if it's the right way of saying it like the overton window so that shifts, doesn't it, more? But I think I think people with less severe symptoms think they might be depressed or mm. people who are anxious to a certain extent think they have an anxiety issue when, you know, it's quite Common to have levels of anxiety. Yeah. It's part of being human, isn't it? We have yeah. these feelings. That's why yes. we have names for them, to describe them. Yeah. So, but, yeah, and some people just want to be labelled. Mm. And then they they have something then. Um, yeah, well, yeah. When you say about that, it's like pan, isn't it? it comes from panic, panic pan. Um, you know, the person, the little horn thing that was on the the footpath. Is is that the etymology of panic? It comes from the god pan. Yeah, pan. Wow. they used to wow. jump out of uh, unsuspecting travellers, apparently on mountain like, passes, like Gary Glitter. <laughs> He looked a bit like him, actually, on the pictures I've seen. <coughs> Same beard. Yeah, I mean, I've not, I've not had the courage to read the Book of Enoch yet, but I feel that Gary Glitter would be, if you were going to cast, you know, like the role of Azrael or something, then uh, Gary Glitter would do a good job. Right, okay. Have you seen him recently? You know, he got done recently again, again. for smell. He's, he's like, they've got the shaved head and like the white goatee. Fuck me, it's like... Why does he keep... Well... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck knobbing kids. He's, he's... Oh, yeah. I can't get my head around that. Let's not, let's a, not get onto a, that topic. Because he's a nonce. I know, but... Why won't he just die? Why won't he just stop? <laughs> no. It's like, um, I don't think I'll be wanting to knob anything at his age. 
Yeah. I think maybe it's the power thing. You know, power oh. control and, you know, de- degradation. No, stop now. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll not dwell on Gary. Gary Glitter and his... <sighs> I've been having uh, dishwasher problems. God, I have to wash Gary Glitter out of my... Yeah, well, I wish I could with my dishwasher, but I was, um, it's about a week ago. It's over. A, it was last week, middle of last week, I want to say. And uh, I try and always load the dishwasher and turn it on because I can't trust my missus to load a dishwasher properly. I know. Properly, you know, she just doesn't have the techers required to... She's just a thrower, <laughs> like my wife. It's like... Sometimes I unload it and I sit and I, I just sing. I, I don't say anything, but I think, do you think this is a miracle machine? <laughs> what are your expectations from this machine? <sighs> do you know what? It can't clean things that are stuck together. Well, this is a this is a, <laughs> this is one that I I just don't. I just when she stacks it, I just restack it. Yeah, I, I do. Say, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really say anything. I might just no. say. Sometimes I might make a sarcastic comment when I open it, like, I wonder what I'm going to find in here then. I'm going to have to... <laughs> when you, before you turn it on, do you do a test spin? I do, obviously. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, we are like domestic engineers first class, aren't we? You knew exactly what I meant when I said, do you do a test spin well, I'm sure, on the dishwasher? Sure everybody does a test spin, right? you? You'll have to explain because not so you everyone's put the, a, d- a you, domestic engineer like us. So you put your you put your top tray in, and then you the, the spinner's underneath the sprinkler, and then you put the bottom tray in, and then you spin the sprinkler. For what reason would to you To make spin? sure that it's not being caught on anything that's too high, basically. Freedom of movement. Yeah, because so, you're not you going to... You're not, going to get, you're not going to get a good clean, are you? So when you, in my line of work, when you fit extractor fans yes. in people's bathrooms and stuff, <coughs> yeah, you fit it all and you screw it to the wall and wire it up, and then the last thing you do before, assuming you're a pro, <laughs> the last thing you do before you put the cover on is you spin the rotor <laughs> to see if it moves free. Yeah. Sometimes, if, if, the, if the hole hasn't been drilled through true, mm-hmm. the, when you push the fan in, the whole unevenness, the lack of... Um, it crush the fan. The, you know, do you use a hammer sometimes to get your extractor fans in? It will warp the fan. And then when you spin the rotor, it'll tick. Uh, okay. Everyone knows about fans that go... Oh, yeah. Because they make a lot of shitting noise. So that's what you do with your dishwasher. Right. You, you, that's the reason you're spinning it, isn't it? Your free rotation yeah. of, the, of, the, of the sprinkler... I mean, sometimes... Otherwise, why, 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 when did you learn to do that? Because, well, first of all, it makes an annoying noise. Dung. Oh, I can't Dung. hear it. Dung. Well, you're fucking oh. deaf, aren't you? Oh, no, no. Oh, it just stops. It'll hit a uh, knife or a plate oh, and it right, will okay. stop so it won't dink. But well, there's that and there's also, yeah, it could just stop. But then it, it doesn't clean the, the pots properly. You're not going to get them rinsed because how the dishwasher works, depending on the cycle, <laughs> mine has a, an initial rinse... Mm. Then it does a wash, and then it does a second rinse. Um, That's how they all work. On mine. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure you've, like me, you've watched that video on YouTube <laughs> where someone put the camera on the inside of a dishwasher <laughs> and then made it run a cycle so you can see how it does it. No, I didn't go Oh, that. you're letting me down now. <laughs> you don't watch that. It's only I'm 40 ma- minutes long. <laughs> 
solid 40 minute video of the inside of a dishwasher. You didn't watch that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Did you watch that, really? Yeah. For 40 minutes? No, that's fucking fast-forwarded, obviously. Times five. Time is money. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you had a day where you opened the dishwasher, right? And nothing was clean, yeah. Or maybe a quarter was clean, (laughs) where it's jammed. But yeah, you end up... Empty your dishwasher after a long day of work. Mm. You want it, you want all your stuff cleaned away, and you've got stuff in there you want to use for cooking. Yes. And half your shit's clean. Mm. Uh, dirty, or it's all dirty. Mm-hmm. You think, what could have possibly gone wrong? Oh, there's a massive wooden spoon, like, <laughs> sticking up from the bottom tray to the top tray. Like, how do you think this thing works, love? you got to do a test spin. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. But no. No. No, dude. no, we've only been living together 20-odd years. She's still not figured it out. The um... dishwasher's not cleaned anything. Really? Wonder why? Wonder why? The um, the one that gets me is in my household is more to, the spinning. I think I don't think she does a test spin. I don't think she's a pro. I think she might be like, you know, um, retarded, like a noob. I think as yeah. my eldest would say. Um, it's the for me. And with her stacking, it's the she'll put a a giant bowl in, yeah, top shelf, top shelf, or bottom, and then put a little bowl over top of that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or something like that. <coughs> yeah, they just think it's a miracle, don't they? It's a miracle machine. She, holy shit, she balls. is she is quite a good like. Kind of a, a, a lateral thinker, and uh, you know she's not going to listen to this. You can say engineer. what you want. No, she's true. It is true. She's something. She's comes up with some stuff that, like, oh, okay, that's great. Yeah, this begrudgingly quite useful. She ever tried to laterally fill the dishwasher? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> I think with her, what it is is just he hates doing it, right? And it takes longer to you know actually stack it properly. But the, there are all sorts. You know, didn't I not? Um, was it you who are clued in on how you, how you load the cutlery drawer? Oh, you, you do it with uh, in in actual you know forks together. Is that what you said? Yeah, your no. cutlery drawer. It's not a drawer. It's like a thing you lift out. It's like yeah. a handbag, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like a little baggy. And so one side is yeah. spoons because we go through more spoons than anything. And then the uh, second side. The top half is forks and the bottom half is knives. I'm not, I'm not that bad. No? No. I mean, that would obviously make it... When you come... What, but what happens when you're putting it away? Well, exactly. I have to do that. Just grab a lump <laughs> of them. <laughs> well, do, that's I can, what... I can put the colour away in four seconds. Sometimes, depending on <laughs> depending on how um, pressed for time and angry my wife is, I'll go to the cutlery drawer and instead of putting stuff in its an appropriate place, mm. she just grabbed it out of the dishwasher and gone... <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Oh, that's just making life hard work, isn't it? Her dad was like that, though. I, when I used to stay at their house, mm. I'd go to the cutlery drawer, and it was just like carnage. Wow. And when it, after he'd emptied the dishwasher, he'd just throw them all <laughs> to the fucking cutlery drawer. I think, how do you live like this? Yeah, it's not a, a difficult task, that, I'm afraid. No. No. No it's time. Tidy your room. No time. No time for tidy that shit. Tidy your room. Yeah, so uh, dishwasher problems I've been having. Mine uh, 
She called me. It's not working. Was there a giant spoon? No. Um, she said I shut it and so it went snap. I was like, oh, what did she do? Did she kick sake. it? Sure. Oh, but I do that all the time. Um, Probably you then. Back of the heel. That's why I'm out of the room. Back of the time is money. <laughs> I like heal it up. Boom. Yeah. Off it goes. Uh, yeah, and it works shut and you like you press the, the door in mm-hmm. and it just goes. Ugh, You're quite so new to the dishwasher world though, aren't you, relatively speaking? You've not had it that long. You didn't you, you didn't have one in when it when you got moved into this house, did you? You made room for it, I seem to remember, a few yeah. years ago. Ten? No. I, your your descriptions of time are unreliable. In fact it's longer than that because we had it when my elders were born. We used to put the uh, bottles in it. Nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it's 10 years. Right. It's fucking ancient. It's an old dishwasher. Oh, is it? It's ten, if it's had 10 years, then. Uh, so what, I, what happens is, right, it's, it's like half seven, eight o'clock at night, I think. And uh, so it gets my tools in. I'm not going to be defeated. I'll find <laughs> out what the problem with the dishwasher door is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's an integrated dishwasher. So it's got a kitchen cupboard door on it, on the front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're really heavy as well, our kitchen door. They're thick. They're like 25 mil thick doors. Why? I don't know. It's just it's MFI. Oh. It went bust donkeys years ago. Oh, right. That's why I went well bust. Made. Well made. Yeah, they were too, too good. Get three doors out of them. <laughs> yeah. So I goes, pulls the dishwasher door down. It's spring-loaded, so it's always fighting to go back up. So I pulled it down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten screws. So I've ten screws. And I know four of them hold the door on. Which four, four <laughs> screws would it be? So I just started, started whizzing them <laughs> off. And then door went clunk. Clunk on floor. Right, well then, door's trying to spring back short. I'm like, fucking hell, I've got me, ooh, get me like under it to try and... And then I'd say, and then the panel comes away. From the door. Okay. That's like a whole door-sized panel. Mm-hmm. And that's that springs up again. It's got wires interconnected. I'm like, oh, <coughs> fucking hell. Don't want to fuck the wires up. And uh, it was a fucking nightmare. An absolute nightmare to try and get the... Because I didn't take the door off. And you would loosen the springs on the hinge to stop it pinging back shut. If you knew how to do that. I didn't know how to do that. So I get it open. And... Um, your door, how your door works on your dishwasher, in the unit that's fixed to your kitchen, protruding out at the top is called a door strike. And door it's strike. A strike, yeah. And it's usually a piece of plastic or a piece of metal that protrudes from the inside of the dishwasher. And then in your door, mm-hmm. your dishwasher door, you've got a latch. Mm-hmm. And the latch connects with the door strike oh, yes. Yes. and holds it shut. Mm-hmm. So I get the la- uh, the strike, and you can remove it on ice in case it snaps. It's only a shitty piece of plastic, which is, I learned. Nothing wrong with that. I try and put it into the latch. It's just not feel. It don't feel right. It's sort of, it's sort of, it's sort of bending in a non. You know, it should go in nice, straight, horizontal. It's bending mm. off. So, figured out what you have to do. You get you a, buy a new dishwasher. <laughs> you buy a new, you get a uh, fucking... I, I must have been about an hour and a half in now. 
What time were we? Talk- what time was this? Oh, nine o'clock. Oh, so that's it. the worst. Was it like on a Tuesday? Yeah, so? yeah. It was my turn to take him to bed as well. I was still in my work gear. Had she not? Surely she took up the slack and said, "You're doing the dishwasher. <laughs> I'll put the boys to bed." She did. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so I was sweating. I was fucking knackered. Still shit up from work after walk- getting on walking dog and making tea, and. Uh, I found out what you do. You get a big flat head screwdriver, yeah. not a thin one, quite a thick, chunky one. And where the door latches, there's this little slit that's about, I want to say, 25 mil by 10 mil. So you, you flathead screwdriver can't be wider than about 10 mil. And then you, you pull the door down like this so you can see the latch there. Mm-hmm. And you grab your f- uh, flathead screwdriver, and you just fucking stab it. <laughs> just fucking stab it. Stab the fucking life out of it because it's fucking nine o'clock on a Tuesday night. Um, and then it fixes. It's fixed them. <laughs> Is that what you did? <laughs> I fucking stabbed them. I was fucking angry. They're gone. I fucking stabbed it like that. <laughs> Actually, it's a Hail Mary <laughs> in the last 30. <laughs> and I grabbed the door strike and it was like Chevy Chase. It was like National Lampoon's when, <laughs> when, when it comes to turn the outside lights on. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I grabbed the door strike and I went bang and he went clunk. I thought, oh, yes. Have the habit, you bastard. Doesn't open again. <laughs> Pulled the door strike out, fitted that back in dishwasher, screwed it all together. It's all re- I had to disconnect wires and between the machine, the two sides of the door, if you like. Mm-hmm. Fucking about, oh shit, which way around were the, those two? Those two blues. <laughs> oh no, one was blue and one was purple. Was it, was it blue on top or purple on top? If you get it wrong, you're going to fuck it. <laughs> you're going to completely fuck the machine up. It's a 50-50, isn't it? It's a 50-50. Cut the red wire. No, I'm going for purple. I'm going for purple at the bottom. (coughs) Finally, after wrestling with the twat for ages, got it all screwed back together. Um, uh, I thought I'd do a test run. Did you spin it? I didn't put anything in it. Oh. didn't put anything in it. Set it to go. Just like a quick wash or something. Chunk. It went. Starts filling up can't believe it i've just stabbed it to work <laughs> enough to work anyway next day we did a full dishwasher yeah. um full dishwash dishwash mm-hmm. in the dishwasher packed it all the way started putting the um dirty stuff in shut it and it opened again i went you fucking twat <laughs> you fucking twat shut it clunk <laughs> opened again i went you fucking twat Got her to order a, a, a replacement door latch off eBay. Right. I can't order one because I have no bank accounts or uh, online banking at the minute. Is it still not still fucked? No, I've not had any banking since the 6th of September. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, she orders a new part, a new door latch mm-hmm. from eBay. It takes seven days. So we're, to come we're, from Taiwan. <laughs> we're washing in the sink. Oh, <coughs> at least you're not washing in the bath. Mm. I washed in the bath for a while. The dishes. Wow. Because mm. is that when you did the kitchen, I guess, yeah. was it? 
In the bath. In the bath. Because the sink's too small. It, well, that and it has it is the imprint of a clamshell. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a fucking clamshell avocado. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tell you what, you wait ten years, they'll be in. They'll be back in. I mean it's pretty This is the up the, the daft thing about it. Yeah. Just pretty, it's just all cracked and shit. My mum and dad's uh, old bathroom had never come back though. It was sh- shit brown. <laughs> shit the, brown. I remember the brown ones, yeah. Brown plastic bathroom suite. Shit brown. My mum and dad's was maroon. I remember that one. Yeah, maroon. I used to, <laughs> shit, shit in it every morning. I used to wreck it, I used to wreck it every morning before school. And uh, my mum would be absolutely furious. Uh, well, I was young. I didn't know about toilet brushes back then. Yeah. You know, I was living with mummy. She cleaned everything. <laughs> I don't think I ever cleaned the toilet, my mum and dad's. No. Cleaned the bathroom, yeah. No, you wouldn't do that as a child, would you? No. No. So, yeah, like a week later, the new uh, door latch came. Mm-hmm. I knew which screws, when I came to fit, I knew which screws removed the door, the cupboard door. Four screws, door mm. off. Mm. Makes things a lot easier. Yeah. And uh, replaced the door latch, and it's been working ever since. Five, four, five cycles. I think we've done. No issues. So I seem to have fixed it. Is it, um, how much was the replacement latch? Six quid, seven quid. But... See, there you go. And how much is a new dishwasher? Cheap one, 200 quid. Are they? Maybe, something like that. I don't know. We haven't bought one for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they cost now. I don't know. We got, a, we got a, an expensive one when we did our kitchen. Fucking hell, it's like, I got... I'll do it. I was doing a kitchen the other day. Mm. Eight hundred pound microwave. Like, you know, like a Siemens microwave or something. Integrated right. microwave. Fucking cost maybe, a bomb. Maybe it would just be the last microwave they'll ever have. Have, you ever, have you ever been to the Rockier place? Oh, the tile place. Yes, uh, in Avon, past prison. Uh, no, it's not there. Well, it used to be on Manchester Road. It was, oh, called, it? T- it was called Tile something then. It's called Rockier now. It sounds poshier. I thought it would be like Rachier, which When they answer the phone, they say Rockier. It's on Fletcher Road, isn't it? Uh, I don't know the name of the road. It's, it's, on Queen, it's on Queen's Retail Park right. now. It's in the old Mercedes garage. Um, it was a Mercedes garage there. It's huge. But what in there, they've got like... They've got a showroom for kitchens that you're not allowed to go in. It's by appointment only. It's that expensive, the shit in there. Oh, yeah. I've I've worked with guys who've done jobs for footballers, mm-hmm. Liverpool players and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, oh, just loads of people will drop under 50 grand on a kitchen. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And it goes, the funny thing is, right, <laughs> they're just fucking carcasses like everyone else's. Yeah. You know, there's nothing in them. It's it. They, I don't know what it is. They they pay it. They buy it because it's that amount of money. Mm. It's not the quality or anything. It's uh, some sort of cachet. Or, it looks I better. Know. I must admit that the really expensive ones does does look better than my IKEA kitchen. <laughs> they do look nicer. But it doesn't help that my walls are all bowed as well in the kitchen. So. Why is that? All the cabinets are uh, sort of on a curve, right. top and bottom. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is uh, it bold? Uh, just uh, from the plastering, you know, 
The walls mm-hmm. aren't. None of the walls are straight in the house. Mm. And when he's boarded it out or whatever, it's just not. When he, and then skimmed it, it's just not straight. Basically, <laughs> it's just like that. A big inward curve. Concave. <laughs> yeah. They've got a concave kitchen. On both sides, yeah. Good album title, huh? It is, isn't it? Concave, concave kitchen. Concave kitchen, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was listening to some of my old drumming last night. Really? Found some online, yeah. Did you fancy punishing yourself? I just thought, uh, I just thought, oh, that, I wonder if that's still online somewhere. Right. Okay. And it was, it was on like Bandcamp something. Right. Thought, wow, this brings back memories. Mm. Sweaty memories. Yeah. Fucking hell, I lost weight when I played drums. Did when you? I started, yeah. I bet I lost half a stone. Because mm. you do sweat it out. Mm. Constantly moving, it's good exercise. Mm. Especially if you're playing like hard rock, it's like 100 beat, 130 beats per minute or something. Yeah. You soon get out of puff. I used to get out of puff on gigs. Mm. And it was like you'd do maybe, I don't know, eight songs or something on the bounce. So what's that, eight fours? 32. It was like half an hour workout, really. There you go. So I'm thinking of taking our elders <clears throat> to Ryan's uh, martial arts thing. Oh, right, okay. Where's that? Evening Park, I think. Oh, right, okay. It's outdoor, I think. Right. But <clears throat> my uh, elders could use to, could do to get fitter. Right. You know, it's got a bit of excess jiggle he could get rid of. Okay. Since the pandemic. I it, thought he looked, was, he, looked, he looked like he put a little bit of weight on and he looked like he's lost it again now. No, it's, I, I don't think so. I mean, I've probably lost a bit. I don't know. I don't like measure his girth. Do you not regularly. get the tape measure around him? No, no. Or the pinches? What's the thing that is that? That's how they do your uh, fat ratio, isn't it? They get the pinches on you. Is that right? They used to do it in the navy, basically. In like from, the navy. Yeah, it's from the U.S. Navy, I'm sure. That's what I've heard it referred to. And they grab you at different parts of your body, and depending on how much they can pinch you, they uh, that's that's how they figure out your your fat ratio, whatever it's called. Yeah. Body, no, it's not body mass index, is it? That's something else. Percentage body fat. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. I don't know. Mine's probably about 30. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like yeah. Like six or seven is supposed to be really top of your game, isn't it? Like top class athletes are like six, seven percent body fat, I think. Yeah. So uh, I'm nowhere near that. And then look at, they look like, you know. <laughs> Hench, that's the word, isn't I'm it, these like days? Buff. Yeah. That's such an old word, buff. I am an old man. Yeah. These are this is the way. I've not watched the uh, Ashoka, Akosha. No. Ashoka. I've given up now. Yeah, it's dead, it? isn't it? They killed it. Disney yeah. killed Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Carrie was saying it, saying it for years this was gonna happen. I watched last night. Uh, not because of um, Helen, but she mentioned it in the element. The, the, is it called Evil Dead Rise? Watch it last night because it's on Netflix. And I was really hoping, because I'd read reviews, and it, and it got like four-star reviews from places like, I think even some places gave it like five stars. I thought it might, this might is be it, quite good. Is it a series or a film? Just a film. It's like a, it's not, I think it might be a reboot. It's got like references to the Evil Dead, you know, like chainsaws and stuff in it. I, can't, I don't think I've ever watched The Evil Dead all the way through. Anyway, um, and, I th- and I honestly thought this before I watched it, 
I really hope there's no, like, you know... Bombing? Uh, um, <laughs> the message All right. in it. And there wasn't an overt message, which was good, but there was a non-binary, was one of the, the children... There's a non-binary child, the yeah, main family. Called, called Danny. Right. And I don't know if they ever referenced the sex, her, his or her sex. But it's so pronouns the, the, they sex. Z and Zer. Yeah. Um, there was... The other girl looked like she may have been a lesbian. But I don't know. She just had a very lesbianish look. Vibe? Yeah. And then there was a younger girl Short who was just hair, like a little girl. Flat shoes. Yeah, basically. She looked like tomboy. She looked like uh, what's your man from Terminator Two? The the kid in that. She looked same hair, Edward clothes. Furlong. Like, yeah, she looked like him basically <coughs> right. from that film. Um, and it wasn't you know there was no like it wasn't overt, but they were they were placed in there. And I'm just wondering whether they bumped up a three star, two and a half three-star film to a four to a five-star film because it was displaying that kind of person in it. Well, there's a big scandal. Was it last week or the week before? There was a big expose with Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So um, films, uh, movie studios have been caught hiring PR firms to pay uh, <laughs> reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. Right, okay. Like the accredited reviews, not the audience. Anyone can go and leave a review, mm. can't they? Audience, and mm. that goes to the audience score. Mm. So you get, on not rotten tomatoes, you get your audience score mm-hmm. and then your critic score. And they were paying for critics. Mm, obviously. Yeah. 50 bucks. Right. Okay. These people were selling their soul for 50 bucks to leave a favorable review on rotten tomatoes. I suppose so if you did sad. 100, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I know, I know, it is. I mean, but that's, I suppose that, uh, but the problem is, is like, I thought, I thought it was going to be decent and it was just boring. It was boring. Too long? No, it's an hour and a half. Um, I just found it boring. How can you make a boring Evil Dead film? Well, one of the things was, is it's, it's lost, it had lost, there was no humour in it. Right. Um... Uh, and like you know, like I keep it wasn't, and it wasn't really, it wasn't over at all about you know the message. The so message. Everyone was either non-binary or lesbian. Yeah, it was just like in it, which I suppose I can, in one way, I can get on with. Did no one say patriarchy? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it was all <laughs> all the main cast were women. Yeah, there was no men. There was no men in the film. Not in the main, you know, the main people. <laughs> right. It's like this family and it's a woman and she's split up. There's a reference to a husband and they split up or a partner. Right. And there's a woman, her sister comes back and three daughters. Oh, no, two daughters and a non-binary. Her sister with her wife and the three daughters. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. This is a thing. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't like, but that's what I mean. So I suppose it, it being like that and then not like, you know... Uh, I don't, it was, it, you know, like traditional the men, the men, 2.4 children. Yeah, but the men weren't, 
you know, they didn't display the men that were in it as like, you know, idiots or anything like that. They weren't Homer Simpson no. or um not necessarily uh, no. Peter Griffin. No. <laughs> no. No, no, yeah. They weren't like that or anything. The guy from Married with Children. It's been going on for decades, this sort of Yeah. No. Demasculating, emasculating men. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, I, ju- but I was just disappointed that I was right, basically. That it was a bit shit. It was a bit shit, and there was something going on in it that perhaps I think made people give it four stars instead of three, basically. I can't wait for the Marvels to come out. because I, I, don't, think it, I, I don't think it ever will, by the sounds of it. Well, from what I've delay it again. It's meant to come out in November, isn't it? It's been delayed like five, six times, hasn't it? Yeah. Because it's so awful. But uh, I hope it does come out just so I can watch, you know, The Drinker and uh, Gary Nerdrotic and and that will be more entertaining than the film, watching their takes on it. Yeah. Because it's humorous. They're Mm. humorous often. Mm. No, yeah. Didn't enjoy it. I watched something I did watch and enjoyed was um, a film called No No Hard Feelings. I thought you were going to say uh, like a puss party. Total puss party. A total puss party. Um, it's got Jennifer Lawrence in and she has to like, she gets a job because she's lost her car um, and she has to date a, you know, an in, a, not an incel, like a really nerdy boy who doesn't want to leave his room basically. Who's a virgin. Yeah. And she has to woo him and take his, deflower him. Yes, basically. <coughs> I've seen the... The Taming own... of the Shrew. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Uh, the, well, I don't know. Is that not the, the, the originator? I don't know, I've never read it. Yeah. Is it not something like that? Probably. That's sex. Ta- tame your shrew. Yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that Jennifer Lawrence film. I've seen the only, I went on Twitter and I saw the only scene that really matters. The, the extended naked fight scene. That was hilarious. It's, it's I, uh, me and my wife laughed, lulled all the way through that film. Wow, I might give that one a go then. It made me laugh, um, and I enjoyed it. And again, was it funnier than the new Ghostbusters? <laughs> the Ghostbusters reboot, though. Which one's that? The one with uh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, that one. That one's not even the latest Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters twenty sixteen is what I should have said. <laughs> That's from like. You know, like seven years ago. Yeah. Was it no. funnier than that? Yeah, comfortably. Oh, right. Oh, I might not like it then. Um, no, he's not got the message in. <laughs> uh, this doesn't really have the message in either, which is good. Uh, she did a full frontal noodle, noodle. noodle scene. <laughs> full frontal nude scene. It's very funny. It's very. I think it's a very funny film, actually. Right. Uh, yeah, fair play to us for... Doing that, I don't. There was no body doubling. There was maybe a murkin, unless she grew a bush out for it. Right. Um. But yeah, it was funny all the way through. Yeah, she seems to be game for anything, doesn't she, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence? She seems like a good laugh. She does, Spanish. rather than re- most of these Illuminati fucks in <laughs> ho- in Hollywood. Do you think she signed the deal then? Who she sold 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 her soul to? Probably Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he. I've watched a video with Mel Gibson referencing some kind of weirdness going on in Hollywood from year, like 20 years ago, unless it's like an AI thing. Did he call someone sugar tits? Uh, no. Um, he was talking about Christopher Walken and like comparing him to uh, the devil, basically. Whoa. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, he came dancing. He said he floated over to him. Wow. Said some stuff and then floated away. Whoa. And it was like the devil had come into their presence. He's a big uh, Christian, isn't he, Gibbo? Mel Gibson. Gibbo. You know, he did Passion of the Christ with Caviezel. And Capuchin. Capuchin. Passion of the Christ 2 is in production. Yeah, I believe so. What will that be then? The will it Reckoning. Be the, <laughs> the Second Coming. Yeah. No, it's the about the, the rising, I think. I've never watched the first one, actually. I don't know if I could take the... I've, I've to watched read it. it. It's, the Aramaic. It's fucking intense. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I was glued to it. Right, okay. Yeah. Is it as good as Apocalypse? He's a fucking good director, Mel Gibson. Yeah, when he's... I was just going to say, yeah, Apocalypto. That's another great film. Apocalypto's a great film, yeah. I know. So... He's a good director, Mel Gibson, but he gets shit for being a loon. He's a fucking lunatic, <laughs> though, isn't he? Let's be fair. He goes to, he goes to, well, I, I think suppose, he's great. I suppose if uh, I had the money, I'd be going to Venezuela for stem cell treatment, too. It's his dad, wasn't it? Do you remember yeah, him and his dad? He gets it done as well. He gets it done as well. JRE years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, he's, he, he's got fucking money, hasn't he? Yeah. He gives zero folks, so he just says what he likes. I think his production company is called Icon, isn't it? So if you ever see that is Icon, it? yeah, that's his, basically, mm. at the beginning of it. So he, he obviously does... Well, his big thing, obviously, was Braveheart, wasn't it? That was, well... His breakthrough. Directorial. <laughs> I don't even know. If that, that might have been his debut, you know. Directorial debut. And he won Best Director for it, I think. And wow. Maybe Best Picture. How oh, the mighty have fallen. That's what happens, you see. When you start spouting out, yeah, you get you get checked. Oh, anti-Semite. He's an anti-Semite all of a sudden. Uh, well, there was the anti-Semitic <laughs> rant he did do when he was smashed off his head. Yeah, he was blaming the bankers, weren't it? It was like a proper... It was a, a proper, uh, yeah, standard anti-Semitic rant that we get on I don't Rumble. <laughs> I don't remember it. Bit shoot. Cracking the deadly over there. Fuck. <laughs> oh, it's like I got an email about a comment. You've received a comment on Rumble. I was like, oh, God, do I, do I want to open this or not? <laughs> Probably safer just to, just to not open that email. And destroy the computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a knock on the door from the health security agency. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, um, yeah, I think your thoughts are unhealthy. Maybe what you're looking for online is unhealthy too. So I was here, good chaps at the health security agency. Just want to check your thinking. Mm. Gosh. Uh, The other thing as well, just going back to sort of like film reviewing, they've moved, uh, I don't know if it's his choice, but Mark Mode was like the observers. Such an unfortunate surname. I know, yeah. Commode. Um, Mark Shitbox. He's left. Um, left the, the beep. Ob- the observer. He oh. left the beep. I think they, he used to do stuff with Simon Mayo, Simon Mayo didn't he? Film reviewing. Um, Mayo and Commode. Yeah. God, that's an even commode. darker visionary experience, isn't it? Mayo your Commode. <laughs> I bet you Mayo your Commode. <laughs> Me here, don't you? Only if I have my ponytail dildo in. Oh, God. Where's that fucking toilet paper gone, you dirty little wanker? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's just on your shoulder there. 
There's something we <coughs> something we do need to discuss before we go tonight, and that is uh, episode 300 is coming up. I know, but Ben's uh, mentioning this. How much have we done? Um, an hour and a half, mm-hmm. no less, because I set it going like ten minutes before we started. Right. Yeah, what are we going to do? Something or not? I've not booked a guest three for three hundred. Well, what day is that? What date is it? Three weeks today. So what would that be? Uh, three weeks to get it to three hundred. Might be your birthday. What day is your birthday? Is it the fifth? Oh no, it's before. I think it's the fourteenth. 14th or 15th, <clears throat> I think. I've not booked a guest. I left it free because uh, I assumed we'd be having a party or something. One. So. It's the 24th. 299. 15th. We might have to do it on a Saturday. Saturday the 14th. What uh, are we going to do, though? Oh, there's something in the diary already. Oh, gosh, what are you doing? Bobby's engagement. Oh, she might be going out. Well, I don't know what we're going to do, yeah. Should we come dressed as Spartans? That would be an appropriate thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. He won't do it. Well, we'll make him. He can just wear a red <laughs> robe. Okay. Um, and we'll come in just in our underpants and we'll rub, we'll rub olive oil on each other for an hour. Do our calisthenics yeah do some, some body weight exercises grooming they're famous for grooming and grooming body their and beards you can calisthenics groom your beard. before battle yeah get pumped the famous um encounter between leonidas and uh berserxes king xerxes of persia xerxes the second i think was he mm. the first can't remember uh xerxes sends his emissary to or more of a spy, you know, it was a spy. He sends his spy to go and see what the Spartans are doing, and uh, Xerxes' spy reports back that um, what the Spartans they're they're doing body weight exercises and combing their hair and grooming themselves. Yeah, and they're like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just I was able to just walk freely among them while they did their their exercises." So that surprised Xerxes because he mm. thought, "What the." He, he called um, the, at the head of the largest army. Oh, half a million men, yeah. reportedly. Mm. Depends on your sources. Uh, he had um, a former Spartan king in his retinue, a prisoner of war who'd been incorporated into the court of Xerxes. Of Xerxes, a Spartan advisor, okay. and um, Xerxes calls forth this ex-Spartan king and says, "Is this true? They're preparing to fight." Mm-hmm. There's 300 of there isn't. There's 300 Spartans. There is some Greeks and some other auxiliaries. But I think it was 300 that held the hot gates at the end who died. You know, the thing. And uh, the Spartan king says, yeah, they intend to fight. That's what Spartans do before they go into battle. They groom themselves and do and get pumped <laughs> with some exercises. Get the testosterone flowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the... Uh, Probably do want to warm up, though, don't you? Definitely want to warm up, yeah. And they were like the, the killing machines of the day. They were like the apex warriors. Um, Xerxes did have the immortals, you might have heard of. He's like um, royal guard, his crack troops. They mm. were called the immortals. And they were represented in the f- graphic novel, but, uh, the film of the graphic novel 
by those guys who had like a, a golden faceplate. The Persians mm. were like a golden faceplate in their armor, like black and gold was the deal, the color scheme. But they were a real thing. They got the immortals, mm. a bit like the golden, is it the golden company? Of, I forget which, which Greek city now. They're all gay. <laughs> it was always a man-boy team. Uh, okay. Golden Company. Which well, city? The, Corinth. Uh, Corinth, I think. Was it Papa Gay or was it Pederasty? Yeah. Um, they were totally in love, like, uh, with each other. Right. They were gay couples, an older and a younger man. Okay. I, I want to, I think it's the, they're called the Golden Company. It's something, gold is in the title. I'm pretty sure the Greek city was Corinth that they represented. Yeah, famous for their valour. That they would fight, you know, to the death for their lover. Right. Okay. It's part of the reason they were so great at, at pitch battle was the commitment they had to their their gay spouse. Wild. Fair enough. Yeah. Makes sense. They got slaughtered in the end <laughs> by by someone. I forget. Maybe it was the Persians. It might have been the Persians, the Achaemenids, who finally um, destroyed the Golden Company. Oh. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do for 300? <laughs> are we going to do a... I've no guess, you see, so... I don't know. It's a lot of pressure for me to just come up with something. Okay. I mean, you could. we could just do this. Just have a party. Just do this, yeah. We could just have a party, couldn't we? Could do a phone in because that was successful the last five times we tried it. What happened to Bolt Upright? He was the only person <laughs> to phone in. We haven't had a phone in for like four years. Okay, maybe we should do that. Should we make? Have you got a spare sim? You could put a number out there. Burner. A burner. Yeah, I can get a burner. Get a thirty-two ten on the go. Yeah, plug it into the uh, roadcaster. Oh yeah, that's definitely doable. Mm. Do a phone in. Mm. Yeah. And have a party. Maybe get a cake. Get a cake again. She likes making cakes. She'll make her, she'll say that she has to make one. A chocolate one. Okay. Can we have a chocolate one? I can ask. I like chocolate cake. Chocolate's my favourite kind of cake, no? Yeah, she'll probably get mad about it, but I'll, I'll uh, just ask. Because, yeah. She's going off on her plate. Yeah. Don't be put one on her. But she'll be hungover as well, won't she? Oh, right, the next day. Yeah, she won't be asked. Unless then. I'm supposed to be going. I can't remember if she did mention it to me. So I might be supposed to be going to that one. On the Saturday. So we'll see. We can make your cake hungover together the next day. That'd be nice. Gross. And then, you know, load the dishwasher before you go. Test spin. Mm. All right, we'll do that then. We'll have a party with cake and have a phone in. Okay. Do you know, you still don't want to tell us about your fraud then? Oh, I can do if you want. We've got time, I think. Go on then. Uh, where shall I start? <laughs> so the 6th of September. <laughs> yeah, the 6th of September. So that's what, nearly three weeks ago now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think it was a Tuesday. So we're three weeks on Tuesday. Um, I left a job at dinner time. I had to go to Little. Something. Was there something in the middle aisle? Is it that evolution uh, chop saw out there? You don't get them from Lidl. Where are they Not from? Me. Screwfix, I think. I think mine was from. 
Is Evolution a good brand? Well, not for a pro. If you're a pro joiner, you'd have like um, the Fez tool. Right, okay. Or Makita or something. Mm. But it does for me because I'm, I'm a butcher <laughs> of wood. <laughs> <laughs> because I was wondering because my builder has one of those. He has um, an Evolution. Yeah, it's he? bigger than that one though. Mm, nah, it's big as you can get. It looks bigger than that. I think it's a 300 mil blade. Right. I don't know. It looks bigger. Maybe it's because it's just on its side. Maybe. Yeah, I might be. I'm probably. I'm probably wrong. Because um, they do different ones. They do a metal cutting saw as well, which might be bigger. But uh, why? Why are we talking about evolution chop saws? You're looking for a, a a saw from Lidl. No, I needed something for tea. Okay. I wasn't in the middle aisle. I needed. Uh, something Did you get for a black tea. label? Is that Aldi? Uh, Aldi's black label. What's this place? Little. What's Little? Is it best? Unbelievable. <laughs> Little's best. <laughs> Little's best. Slightly worse than Neto. <laughs> Probably. So uh, I gets uh, I gets back in the van. It's dinner time. Gets a text from uh, HSBC. Um. Thank you for registering your iPhone with Apple Pay or something. Um, if this wasn't you, ring this number. And it's a text message thread that um, me and the missus have a joint account that just does the bills, the household bills, and we pay in every month a lump at the beginning of the month and then all bills and mortgage go out of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we run a tight ship <laughs> on the joint account, so we often get a text message saying, You've gone into your overdraft. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a warning message. You, you are now using your HSB... Oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said what <laughs> bank it is. Have I already said what bank it is? No. No. Right. I, the, my bank um, probably has a lot of branches in Shanghai and Hong <laughs> Kong. Okay. So you can probably work out which bank it is. So I get a text message. You know, you're now using your overdraft. Uh, if you do not pay this balance within 30 days, we'll charge interest sort of thing. Like a standard message and we get one every few months when mm-hmm. you know something's gone out big maybe we've bought a new dishwasher part <laughs> <laughs> and so we we dip into overdrive till end of month mm-hmm. overdraft not overdrive so and it comes on this thread and so i've several you're using your overdraft message and then this message saying you've now registered your iphone rings the number up it's like the fraud department mm-hmm. uh it wasn't they were fraudsters. <gasps> they were real fraudsters. And he got, um, he had me on my app, doing shit on my banking app. Oh, you properly, you were talking to, you thought you were talking to the HSBC? Yeah, it came through on this text message thread from oh, the bank. Oh, my just God. just said the name of the <laughs> who it is. <laughs> Fuck. Is um, that bad? <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 it's not on the fucking customer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. So, um, and he played all, I only realised after the fact, little tricks he was using, psychological tricks. So there was one point where he kept asking me to repeat myself. Oh. Uh, uh, so, sorry, sir, I just have to readjust my headset, was the first one. Um, now, yeah, I'm still struggling to hear. He had me going, and I went up to the house, up to the upstairs, to try and get a signal, because I thought he's telling me my signal shit. Well, I'm trying to read him my account number or oh, whatever, wow. so that he knows, you know, it's like we need to validate who you are. Oh. 
And I realised after, yeah, he was playing these little tricks mm-hmm. to increase anxiety, get you on edge. Mm-hmm. And uh, loads of it, I can't go through What did he sound like? Well, this should have been my fucking biggest giveaway. He was English. Okay. <laughs> no, he wasn't in fucking Mumbai. Right, yeah. Um. So I did all this thing and said, oh, yeah, right, we fa- yeah. Did you, um, yeah, whatever, going through all this stuff. And uh, we've stopped that payment, whatever. Um, I can't remember how that was left. Anyway, I put the phone down, goes back to work, put me shopping away, went back to work. About two hours later, I get a text from HSBC. Have you made, um, you've made a payment of £2,600 to whatever. If this wasn't you, call this number. I was like, for fuck's sake, I've only just got off phone to you a couple of hours ago. Rings them up. Hello, you're doing it. I thought, oh, f- I'm gone. Oh, wow. I'm gone. And uh, so, yeah, basically, um, <laughs> I don't know where to, how to move this on. Um, I was on the phone for over an hour. Um, they, they tried to, it was my business account. Mm-hmm. They got control of my business account and tried to make a payment at £2,600. Mm. And then I got a text through. So I rung the number. I said, no, that wasn't me. Okay. And I'm thinking, is there something going on here between these two phone calls? Mm. I said, can you just check my personal accounts? Because um, I have a business account with this bank, personal account. I have the joint account with me and the other half that pays all the household goods. I've got a credit card with them. Mm-hmm. Can you just check? Because I'm concerned. It looks like my business account's been compromised. Mm. Can you check my personal accounts? Everything okay. Everything fine. Everything fine. Okay, right. Gravy. Um, at this point, like, fast forward a bit. I have no access to my internet banking app, so mm. I can't check anything. Can't check any balances or anything. I'm thinking, I don't, this, this don't feel right. The, the guy, the second guy I called in Mumbai is not filling me with confidence. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into a branch tomorrow because I'm concerned something's up. Goes into a branch, they open at half nine. I, find, I found a, a parking spot in town, a free parking spot. Really? Near Christian, near Royal Mail at Christian Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll fill you in later, <laughs> off air. It's a deep parking intel. Uh, <laughs> And uh, parts up, Gusset Branch. Got to queue up. Like, people are waiting outside for him to open half nine. Gets in, gets to sit down. Oh, see the guy, I said, I'm in a pickle. I'm concerned about my own, my banking security. All right, take a seat here. We'll deal with you, whatever. Have to wait for 10, 15 minutes. Guy comes. All right, Dave. Dave there. All right, Dave, Phil. Follow me. We go out, round back. And uh, I said, look, this is a situation. My, I've had this text through. I've had a payment stopped yesterday. I've been on to Mumbai. I'm not confident in them. I walk, and I've no access to internet banking. Can you just check everything's all right? Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah. And uh, go through his old security stuff. I, I took like, my driver's license, utility bill, all sorts with me. Um, so he could tell who I was. And uh, he sat up on the other side of the desk. He's like this. <gasps> Uh, did you <laughs> did you open a global money account yesterday? I went. I don't even know what one of them is. <laughs> didn't know. Didn't know you did global money account. What the fuck is that? It's 
it's for pots of money, for putting pots of money all over the world. Wow. I've since found out. I said no. Um, all right. Um, did you apply for a new credit card yesterday? Nope. Wow. Obviously not. I've already got a credit card with them. Uh, a rewards card. It was. Okay. Um, did you take out a loan of £16,000 yesterday? No. I went, uh, nope. Oh, okay, okay. Something's gone a bit amiss here then. Had the money been paid out to them? It was in a HSBC account. The 16 grand? The global money account. It gone to there? Yep, and they'd, and they'd changed about six grand of it into euros. Wow. Yeah. I said, yeah, that ain't me. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, they, they fucked me the day before on the call centre. I asked them to check this stuff, and that wasn't flagged as unusual activity. So not... you were actually talking to Mumbai then? You was, that no, was that was a... the day before. The yeah. day before. So well, they weren't actually working together then? No. Oh, it was the real, yes. <laughs> legit? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I suppose all that thing. money was still under your name then, I suppose, wasn't it? Those transactions had been done before I rang the legit call centre. Right. They could see it all. Right. And they didn't... Didn't flag it. No, and they would have just left me on my way, waiting for a letter for five in five working days. To reset my accounts. So they could have... It would have been gone, wouldn't it? Right. So I'm there. I'm sat across from the guy. He called the police. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got one in Bay (laughs) (laughs) 1. Somebody called the police. And so uh, he says, yeah, what's happened is is they've registered an iPhone. I said, well, that's what the first scam message was. They preempted what they were going to do. Yeah, obviously, yeah. There yeah. must be a, stand, a thing that they're fishing. He said, like, these aren't, like, these are very sophisticated. They have their own call centres and shit. These are multi-million pound operations that are going on. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so it, that's how it started with this iPhone thing. And then they've got control of your the app, online yeah. banking, opened all these accounts, mm. but we're here now. You haven't lost any money. That's good. Uh, fuck me. So he... The guy who I'm sat across from the desk, the guy who works at HSBC in fraud department, he has to ring Mumbai because they've outsourced everything. Yeah. All the security, you know, these inti- you know, Rishi's dad's firm, the big data crunching firm, they probably have a contract with them Infosys, in India. Infosys, is it? Infosys, yeah. It's all the data is done over there. Mm. He can't do it over here. He can do some things, right? but he can't, like, reset shit. Mm. So he has to ring them up. And... Uh, they tried to fob us off. We, I'll write you the the call center. I'll write. We'll we'll get a letter in five days. I said, no, something's not right here. Mm. And um, hands the phone back over to the the guy who I'm sat across from, and he's there and he's talking to the guy. He's tapping away, and he's going. Um, this iPhone has accessed these accounts this morning. Right, so I was there at half nine. While I was sat at the desk in the branch talking to the anti-fraud guy, yeah. the fraudsters were still accessing the accounts mm. during that two-hour period. Mm-hmm. They just... Oh, it was mental. Absolutely mental how lax it seemed. I'm wondering if they were doing it in, you know... I wonder if it would get flagged by automatically by a HSBC. Sorry. Um, <laughs> H-A-P-C-D. <laughs> by... HSPHD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
if they started messing around with your money at like early hours and stuff, would it get flagged? Because it's because sometimes, like when I go and pay for something, so like today, you put your pin in or something. Yeah, yeah, I've been some like wacky world, great, uh, great spot for the kids, um, and I, I paid initially for something. Oh, where was it actually? No, it was yesterday in the pub. We went for a meal. And the first thing, I tapped on it, fine. And then when I tapped again, he said, no, put your pin in. Mm. Rather than went to go and pay for something else. Yeah. There's various levels of security, isn't there? Mm. So that first trip, it ended with me. I've no cards. Right. I've no uh, banking. searched. <laughs> no cards. He goes, um, he has to order new cards. He said it could be three to five working days. Um, you might never get them. <laughs> Do you want? Shall we get you some cash out? Right. No, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I'll be fair. I'll be right back. My house is made of cash. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> I'm a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> I have cash. I don't trust you with your fucking your fucking online banking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'm left. I walk out of the branch. Right, it's going to be three or five days before I get my new cards, and then I'm waiting for a letter of how to reset all my online banking mm. a week goes by i get my cards mm. and then nothing and nothing so i went back this week there for another two hours no. time like, is money the iphone is still registered um that i don't have an iphone uh, why could, how could they not just i got I'll tell you why that. i went the second time i got um, a credit card statement through for some purchases that were made in Marbella. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I went back into branch and said, it's all right, for so many, I went to fucking Wales for my holidays. <laughs> They're going Marbella. On the credit card they applied for, once they had control. Wow. They said, it's all right, we'll get that sorted out, obviously, because these purchases were done after I'd already been into branch and rung the call centre. So uh, I got a letter through on Friday, which looks like they wouldn't need me to ring Mumbai again, ring the call centre and reset some shit, and hopefully I should get back on. I'll get my banking back. But he said it could take two to three months for everything to reset, like your credit score and shit, um, or you, you, you like your financial profile. Mm. He goes, hey, at least you know you've got good credit. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Every cloud. Every cloud. Imagine you were... Like remortgaging or something around this time. Oh. Or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It'll like, fuck you over. It got me thinking about, you know, they want to do away with cash. Mm. You're fucked. Well, yeah. You're fucked in that. If someone gets hold of your bank mm. or uh, hacks your, your bank or whatever. Well, this, yeah. If it just goes on <coughs> for months and months and months. Yeah, yeah. If it can take... Uh, well, if it takes... Even if it just takes five days to get a new card... Mm. If you've you've no money, yeah. have you got five days of food? And I'm, I've had to change all my like people like um, the hosting company we use for the podcast. Mm. I got an email of them payment declined. I got one from Zoom. Mm. Zoom comes out every month. Oh, payment declined because your card numbers change. You see, mm. Spotify, mm. Amazon. That's a re re everything yeah yeah all this shit it's a ball like that direct it? debits it's not aren't affected i don't think it's just things that you use your card when you sign up for a yearly mm. type thing so yeah what a fucking headache could do without it and i did not tell you I, mine was, mine's not as good as yours 
I got done on a I got done on a COVID. My mum uh, wanted me to test her for COVID. You got done on a COVID. A COVID thing. And what uh-huh. did I, what did we? It was something like a text message, and I had to fill it. It says I can't remember what it was. And it was just it 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 just timed it right because I'd literally just done this thing, sent it off, and it was so, I can't remember what the message was. And it said, "Send these details here." Um, oh, I think it's when scam. It, this was a scam, was it? Yeah, and I, I think it was when you it it changed to you had to pay for it. I, said, I can't remember. And I sent off something like to do with my bank, and then I sat after it, and I went, "Fucking hell, that wasn't the thing." So Legit. I rang them up in a panic. Cancel my card, please. I have to take you to <laughs> some uh, security. Uh, no, TSB seems to be right. I don't get. Uh, I don't get sent out to India. The call center. No. One of the advantages. Watch uh, out! You're going to knock over the candle or yeah, fire. Yeah. Fire star. One of the advantages of uh, banking with Hong Kong Shanghai is that they are, I think as it stands, one of only five systemically important banks. Systemically? Yeah. Why? The banks that are that, that won't be allowed to fail. Oh. They'll be okay. ba- bailed out by the Federal Reserve. Okay. Um, JP Morgan's top. Mm-hmm. And I think it's HSBC. USB. Bank of America. Can't remember the fifth. NatWest. Is <laughs> it fault? It's already no. been done, NatWest, hasn't it? And then, like, on the next tier, you've got, like, Deutsche Bank. A couple of others. But, yeah, they're, like, the uh, systemically important banks, it seems. Right, okay. I mean, it, it won't matter if all the other banks go down. Uh, it's Carnage anyway. It's Blade Runner. It's uh, Mad Max anyway. Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you better have some, you better prep some food. Well, what I can't get about some that quinoa. is like, why are they not more on it? Because that's costing... Who's not on it? Well, it's costing them money. Surely it costs less for them to get some bod in India or wherever who's on like, you know, a, a pound an hour or whatever, if that, to... Just deregister the fucking iPhone so that they're not paying out thousands on on, on your credit card. Oh, that's bizarre. I didn't. I was, yeah, it was. Uh, I can't get my head around why they can't just. The guy over here, over the side at desk, of me was like, "This is weird. This is strange. Like, they're they're a bit useless. These guys." Right. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. That's what I mean. But it's just like been left. But so it's, it's costing them thousands. It must be cheaper in the long run. Otherwise, they would change it. It's a commercial operation, isn't it? It's probably a commercial decision to outsource your call centers. Well, maybe, but if it's a systemically important bank, it's obviously going to be huge then, isn't it? And let's just, like, change down the back of the sofa then, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, I feel sorry for them because I have an accent. I've got a thick accent. (laughs) You do? You're awful. Yeah. And... Some of those, I can't. We can't understand each other half the time. No, it does get a bit like that, doesn't it? You know, it's like I wonder how they deal with fucking Glaswegians. <laughs> how the fuck do they deal with them? Don't know. You know, English isn't their the first Scouses. language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're living in India. India has a few different languages. Yeah, and then they're expected to understand Scouse and Glaswegian and Geordie. Mm. What fucking hope have they? 
Not, not much. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight job. Yeah. But, no, I don't know. I think it'll get um, automated, won't it? Out of existence. You would think long. so, AI. Well, you sh- Not sh- totally, but you'll gradually just the numbers will, dis- will, will drop. Yeah. Well, the call handlers they need. The, um, I assume, you know, we ask you to put your pin in or it actually sends you the text message is all AI driven, you would my, think. My voice is my password now. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's scary because you can click. You, our phonemes are all over the internet. Shit, probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Mine's a pin and, uh, well, all different kinds of things. I wonder if you could clip. Uh, no, nah, maybe they ask you, probably they ask you a random phrase each time. And so you won't be, have time to clip, you know. I suppose that's the thing. Unless you had AI-powered audio yeah. clipping software. Can drive it instantly. Mm. You have to type it in. If you t- if you typed it in the word, you know the answer, and it just did it. I bet it could get it through. If it yeah. clipped your phonemes. You think that they would have thought of this, the banks? You know, I think you know the 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 crims are always one step ahead. Yeah, you know this is the thing. Mm-hmm. People, shitty people are going to do shitty things and look for weaknesses to exploit mm. whenever. I like the uh, moving in, you all over the house and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. The little tricks, unsettling tricks. I think the other Getting thing as well, you, you're already on the back foot, aren't you, when you get a message through like that? Because we've had it twice. Mm. I've had that scan with the text message, but thankfully nothing happened. But then, like, when I rang TSB and was, like, talking to this guy in his front room, it's like, who am I talking to here? Do I even know this is TSB? Even I rang it through the website, website or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we had one with a credit card, and we think it was like my wife had been to a petrol station. She might not have been in this. Oh, there's a lot of that goes on and card yes, cloning in yeah. petrol stations. And yeah. they put like a pound through, yes. and then they quickly bought two Xboxes. And then we got a message saying... I got a message saying, have you bought two Xboxes? No. Text back, no. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'd like cloned the card and got two Xboxes. and said, like, surely you can look up. I thought you could go to the retailer's website or ask them, but, and, you know, what address is it going to? No, we don't do anything like that. I suppose it would cost more money. Um, but eventually with that one, because they didn't solve the issue. Do you know what I did? Fucking complained. I thought you were going to say... <coughs> st- <coughs> stabbed it with a flat-headed screwdriver. <coughs> what? The, uh, the bank worker. <laughs> <coughs> um, I, rang, I complained in the end because they, were just, they just didn't solve the issue, fix oh. the card, and mm. got, they said, oh, I'm really sorry, that's true. And they paid me for my time. I was telling my mum about this today, and she said, have you thought about compo? Asking for compo. And I thought, no, I just want it over and done with, really. Well, this is what I did. I I think think you should complain, and they come and they ring you from England straight away, 
And, well, the, all the people I've dealt with tend to be in England. Um, they ring straight away and uh, it will like solved in a day, basically. The, uh, the guy in Branch was really interested in uh, the first text that I had because it seemed that they'd cloned the that's, numbers that's somehow. That's what I mean, yeah. And, and he took um, screenshots of them and got me to email them him right. so he could send on to some okay. whatever, yeah. He said, he was like, whoa, when I showed him that, it come through at the yeah. end of all these other messages that were from How them. That's the weird bit, isn't well, it? Well, it's tech. From the same number. You can fucking hack it. Yeah. You can hack it. Nothing secure. Mm. It's like they're pushing all these digital IDs and people putting all the medical data online and all this shit. It's like, you don't think that's going to get hacked? Well, it's a matter of time. Immediately but, hacked, you know, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, he was, he was like, ooh, that's interesting. Take some photos of that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's been a stressful few weeks, to be honest, with one thing and another. Another thing that I can't go into mm-hmm. on the podcast, a football-related thing, but... Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'll be glad when this next week's over with. I've got to go to frigging Manchester next week. Are you finishing up? Panhead. Second fix? Um, first. Oh. I've got to, I've got to go to Manchester to Panhead's house and new house and first fix is Megatron. I thought he was, uh, I thought you rewired his house. Yeah, I did. But he's Megatron in it. Right, okay, at the back. Yeah. What, uh, Oh God, I've done so many of them. Full width extension at the back, yeah, and kitchen not through, kitchen dining room not through, big living space at the back. Mm. Uh, Velux windows and bifold doors. It's all yes. the same. Yeah, you see them all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I've got to go to Manchester to do that next week. I really cannot be cocked. <laughs> Fucking hell! With no money, you've got to be off at six. Yeah, you've got to be away at six, otherwise you fucked it. Mm. And so I was doing when they went on. I did it when they went on holiday, and I was getting there about twenty past seven. Something like that. We used to if I if I was away before quarter past six, I could do it in about an hour. Mm. So I was doing like half seven, quarter past seven till three, and then getting home for just after four. Mm. So I got to walk the dog. Where did he find his builders from? I don't know. Right. Craigslist. <laughs> Have you seen the builders yet? No. no. Right, okay. no, no. I'll probably see some on Tuesday. Not just got his own guys, do you not think? Do you think it's just the asking out of politeness? Asking me? Mm. No, I don't think so. I think they want me to do it. Right, okay. I don't know. That's not the impression I got. Right. I don't think they know. Because uh, I weren't supposed to be doing this. Like, the builder was supposed to um, get someone have in. his own spark. Right, and okay. And plums and all the rest. Plums. <laughs> plums, you know. The guys who fit the indoor swimming pool. Yeah, the plumber seems to have good, done a good job. job. Every job I fucking do. Bring your fucking waders. Hey, oh, we didn't, we didn't need an indoor swimming pool in this one, chat. Fuck's sake. Is that with that dodgy plumber that works for <laughs> <laughs> That builder you work for? Are they all the same? Oh, they're all leaky fuckers. Really? Yeah. They all drop leaks. Plumbers? <laughs> they're always wet, aren't they? <laughs> i tell you what. Um, I did um, an house on Beechwood. Mm-hmm. Behind Spa. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and uh, the plumber on there, Mick, was a grade A. Right, okay. Grade A. And based as fuck, like uh, David Icke. Like, we, twi- we we had a, a connection because... Of the twitching. We realised that we were kindred spirits and okay. we weren't buying the bullshit. And so we, we telegram chat now. Oh. Occasionally. Mm. And he posts me videos and things of the latest, what's going on in clown world, you know. And, uh, yeah, good good guy. He uh, he went to the Freedom thing down at Burscore, was it, a few weeks ago? Right, okay. Mark Devlin was talking there. It was a week, a weekend where she was away and I had Zeus and mm. I can't leave Zeus. It's not fair to leave him at night. Mm. Um, so I couldn't go to that Freedom thing. But he went... Right, okay. Oh, he's well into it. There was a thing called Stand in the Park. Don't know if you're familiar with it. So um, all all those tinfoilers would go to uh, Avon Park at a particular time of a certain day mm-hmm. and meet. Right, okay. You know, regardless of the lockdown bullshit rules. Mm-hmm. And you would go and meet there, and uh, it was put on by, I uh, can't remember his name now, but they started their own Telegram group, and he was in there. And right, okay. I don't think he's been to New Horizons. I've told him about New Horizons. He would like it. It's up his alley. Mm. So, so yeah, excellent plumber. Okay. No leaks I saw on that job. Okay. So, I don't know. I can't believe his fucking age. I tell you what, how we got started, it was started talking about nutrition mm-hmm. and how it's all bullshit what we get fed and uh, all the sugar and uh, he started talking about GMOs and stuff and he watched some guys on YouTube who did uh, the circular name for it circular, certain kind of farming regenerative farming right where they farm the land like it Used rather than monocropping so it was like the when it was cattle leave it crop change the crop cattle yeah and you get like the produce is is far more rich as far as vitamins and minerals and whatnot, and mm-hmm. the animals are healthier and all the rest of it. And that's how we got started. And then uh, he mentioned Ivor Cummings, the fat emperor. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, oh, oh, I've been following Ivor for a few years now. <laughs> and so we, we found out there was like a twigging moment. It's like, <gasps> you thought it was all bullshit as well, did you? Yes. Oh, gosh. Thank God for that. Right. Okay. And then we got to talk freely because you can't you know you have to sort of gauge people's reaction mm. don't you mm-hmm. you know it is what it is yeah I really need a wee right come on in let's fuck off into the night let's cap it off two and a half hours crimp it off we haven't been going two and a half hours it's only half ten. Oh, that's good that's a good time to finish yeah straight home Alright, so that's it for another Safe plot planned. Safe plot planned. Yeah. Get a sign up for the newsletter before it's too late. I've we been are, working on it this week. I wonder which based um, listener is cloned a certain Shanghai banking company's and stolen and is living in Marbella now. Probably thousands of them. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. What's on next week? Oh, I think it's Robbie. I think it's Robbie Marks next week. So we'll be doing some esoterica, alt history kind of talk. I, what? Really? Uh, That's a change. Robbie's uh, 
Fucking hell, uh, he posted a photo the other day of Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd. I, yes. Um, holding up his T-shirt design, his Pink Floyd, for the new tour. Oh, right. So okay. Robbie's, Robbie's design has been selected for uh, Pink Floyd's official merch. Wow. As I understand the situation, we'll clarify next week when it comes. Maybe it was Ben's an AI. a big uh, Pink Floyd fan. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Robbie March next week, and uh, I think it's RN Voot, I think it's coming up this month. And uh, clowns, Nephilim clowns. Right. <laughs> Fucking hell. See you later. Throw. Bye.